of Zion Adar. Um, and after class, if you haven't already seen that um, collage from the last day that the Rebbe gave dollars, it's definitely worth looking at. And um, we'll see how connected the Sicha is to, um, to the notion of the Rebbe standing and giving dollars to Nashim Nashim Vitav to everyone from all walks of life and so on and so forth. Um, and that collage comes um, from a day, it might just have been the day that the Rebbe stood the longest, over seven hours, um, giving giving dollars and brachas and hamshachas to people. We're learning in the schos of the four shlema of Rav Yosef Yisak ben Simachasya. Sorry about that. Um, and it's by Yikra Aleph from Chelek Chof Beis. Um, I see a flurry of notes. Everything good? Everybody can hear? See? Yes. Okay, okay. wonderful. Okay, again, thank you to Tsipa for every week. Thank you to Shoal for um, spotting Tsipa last week. And, and this week, we truly appreciate it. Okay. Vayikra Aleph Chelek Chavbeis. Sif Aleph. Isa B'Medrash. The Medrash teaches, Amar Rab, Rabbi Asi, Mipnei Ma Matchilin L'Tinoikais V'Tarius Kahanim, Ve'ei Matchilin B'Breishis. Why do we start learning when we introduce a child, a katan, young children, to Tera, to Chumish, for the first time, why do we start learning with them from Vayikra, which is referred to as Tairas Kaihanim, because so much of Vayikra deals with the Aveda of the Kaihanim. And we don't start from Bereshis, which would be the logical place to start, the chronological beginning. Ella, we do this because Shahatinaika is Tahirin, Vahakabana is Tahirin. We do this because <clears throat> the <clears throat> young children are pure. <clears throat> the karbanas are pure. Therefore, so it's appropriate that the pure ones, the young ones should come and they should busy themselves with the pure things, meaning the karbanas. So the Rebbe says, exactly what does it mean that the karbanas are holy? So yesh mefarshim, there are mefarshim that teach that this means that in order to bring a korban, you have to be in a state of tara and not be in a state of tumah. And other mefarshim explain that karbanas purify people from sin. But seemingly, both of these explanations don't exactly compute. Because from the, the terminology of the medrash, that the karbanes are pure, mashmats understood shahanidun khan, who are karbanes atzmam, shaheim tahirin, viloim It's understood that it's referring to the karbanes themselves. The karbanes are pure. Not those who bring them are pure, or not those who bring them will be purified, but rather that the karbanes themselves are pure. And if you reject this way of understanding it, and you look at it from the other side, if that you explain it simply speaking, that the carbones themselves are being called pure ones, it doesn't it doesn't compute either. Because nowhere in the Torah do we find this kind of description of our Kabbanis that they're pure. We find that they have to be complete without any type of blemish. We find that they have to be 
um, chosen, they, sh they should be healthy and, and good looking and so on and so forth. But we don't find anywhere that the Torah says that they have to be pure. So the Rebbe is saying, how do we understand this idea of karbanes being called to hiring? What does this mean exactly? Base. The chayra haya efshalafarish. Seemingly, it would be possible to explain. Shegeder tahirin kan bemedrish who behetem lemay mechazal aydes hakarbanos lifnei matan teira. That the description, that the category, that the medrash is is um is referencing here, calling it tahirin, that this is in conformity with what the Chazal teach about the Karbanes before Matan Torah. And there we're taught, HaKol Ksherin Likariv, Behe Machaya V'oiv Zecharim and Akevah Tamimim V'balei Mumin, Dehoirin Avaloi Tameyin. So regarding what kind of animals could be brought as a Karban before Matan Torah, it says that they're all um, viable candidates, they're all kosher to bring to Hashem, it could be a domesticated animal. It could be a wild animal. It could be fowl. It could be a male. It could be a female. It could be an unblemished animal. It could be an, an animal that has a blemish, as long as they're tahar. But you can't bring a tummy animal. So from this, we would learn that the description of which kind of animals could be brought for a carbon before matantera it had to fall into the category of tahar. Other than that, there was a tremendous amount of latitude. And what's the connection between the karbanos that were brought before matantara and the Indian that we are studying here? So the connection, it expresses itself, because here the Medrash is talking about young children who are learning Chumash for the first time, they're learning Torah for the first time, they're called Tinaikais, and they learn Torah's Kaihanim first, Ketanim, they're little ones, Asher Einam Michuyavim Bikarbanais. And because they're Ketanim, they have no Chiyov in Torah Mitzvahs, and they have no Chiyov in Karbanais. And so this conforms with how you would have described karbanes before matan Torah. There was no chiyuv in bringing a karban. There was no mitzvah in bringing a karban. But it's hard to adopt this explanation as the connection. Because shariah divri hamedrish boim because the Medish is trying to explain why you start children with, with, with Vayikra. Vayikra is called uh, And Vayikra is all about the opposite, the Chiyuf of bringing a Karban and delineating all the different Karbanais and the different details of the Karbanais. The Imkain, and once we understand this, if if so, so then how can we say that we're going to compare the Ketanim, the tiny tots, and, and compare that to the Karbanais that were brought before Matan Torah, and the Medrash is not talking about before Matan Torah. The Medrash is talking about Karbanais that were brought after Matan Torah because it's talking about Chomish Vayikra, and Chomish Vayikra describes all of the Chiyuvim, all of the obligations regarding Karbanais. So that, that's not working. The Rebbe further deepens the discussion and the question by saying, the above stated aphorism from Rabbi Asi, Huva be Medrash is brought in Medrash Tanchuma, Ubehem Shech and in the continuum after what Rabbi Asi said about Tinoikais should start with Vayikra because they are pure, so they, they learn about Karbanas that are pure. Isa Sham, it's further written in the Tanchuma. And therefore, I reckon it before me 
as if they are standing and they are offering these karbanes. And, and, and know that although the base of Midrash has been destroyed and we, we cannot bring karbanes, if not for the tiny children that read before me the Seder HaKarbanais, all the discussion and the Halachais of HaKarbanais, the world would not stand. The world would not exist. V'tamua, and, 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 and it's a wonder, because B'tanchuma Atzmai Mam Shechsham, and in the same time, Chuma continues to say, Therefore, Hashem said to Bnei Yisrael, my children, if you will engage, you will learn with uh, the, the Parsha of Karbanes, I reckon it before me as if you are bringing a Karban. Meaning, that's much more open-ended, much more inclusive. It seems to be addressed to all of B'nai Israel, not just the children, that whoever learns the Parshas Karbanes, and says it in Davini, Malani Olav, I reckon it as if you brought a Karban. So how do we reconcile that teaching with the teaching before it that says that if the young children specifically, if the young children specifically were not reading Seder Kabanais, the world would not be able to continue to stand, to function, to exist. So we're forced to say that in this action of learning, that is as if they brought a carbon, that there is some superlative quality about the children who are learning the Parshas Karbanais, the Seder Karbanais, in their limud, there's something special as compared to all of B'nai Yisrael, the adults, when they learn it, the dafka etzlam, and it's specifically by the children, nifal hadavar ba'ifen mushlam. What it is that has to be accomplished through learning this Torah, these halachas, is accomplished in a consummate manner. Asher maftiach and this ensures that the world will stand, that the world will exist, that the world will continue to function. So we now are especially anxious to understand what does it mean that the Karbanais are called Tahirin, and how does this help explain the particular linkage between Karbanais and young children. Dalit. The Yuvanze, and we'll understand the connection by prefacing Habir by introducing an explanation on this teaching. That before Matantera, you were able to bring Karbanais from all pure types. Like we learn from the story of Noyach, it says about him, that you should take in to the, to the table from all the pure species. Now, the Gemara asks a question on this. Were there really pure and impure? Were there really impure and pure animals, impure and pure species in that time? It was before Matantar, it was before the Avais. And the Gemara explains there that when we refer, when the Torah says, 
when the Torah says, Mikol it is referring it is referring to the animals that will be in the future kosher species, pure species. This is in conformity with the girsa, with, with, with the with the um version in the Gemara and, and what Rashi brings there. Vahainu, this means so if we analyze this, we find that regarding the Karbanis of Noyach, which took place before Matan Torah, we have paradoxical elements. On the one hand, on the one hand, the fact that Noyach brought Karbanis was not his fulfillment of a mitzvah. There was no mitzvah, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a Indian of being mekayim of 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 performing a mitzvah. And we don't even find this uh, idea that Noyach um, fulfilled all the obligations of the entire Torah before it was given. But rather, it's in the same kind of uh, category or the same paradigm in that time before Matan Torah, where people, uh, humanity and individual people would bring Karbanis to Hashem for various reasons, based on their feelings. They were moved, I don't know, to bring a carbon out of thanks, out of um, acknowledgement, maybe to ask for forgiveness. But we don't find that it has anything to do with a mitzvah. There's no commandment that is being fulfilled. On the other hand, but from the fact that the Torah tells him to take into the Teva, Kola Behema, Hatahira, and the Mefarshim tell us that the, the Teva only accepted into it through the door of the Teva seven of the animals that would be pure in the future, that would be kosher. An animal that would not be kosher, it rejected, it repelled. So from the fact that we have this thing that Nayak brought carbonis from animals that would be pure, that would be kosher in the future, from this it's proven that although for Nayak there was no difference between animals that were Tahiris and Tmeis, Kikushyas Agamara, Umi Habu. Were there really um, impure and pure animals in that time? But the fact that there was no difference between kosher and non-kosher has to do with eating, just with eating. But when it came to karbonis, the distinction between pure and impure in the future, already existed and was fulfilled by him. Vinimsa. So this means we find that there is already the beginning of the categories that Torah would delineate already in the time of Noyach. Although this preceded Matan Torah, and even more, it was before the time of the Avais. And we learn about the Avais that they comported themselves like the Jews did after Matan Torah. They kept the entire Torah until until it was given. Of course, the Chabah Hasichas about certain. Um, notable exceptions, but generally they kept all the mitzvahs. On the and for that reason, Hevi Karban Dafka They brought Karbanas Dafka from the ones that were pure. 
from those that would in the future be pure. And because we don't find a connection between Noyach and the various commandments and the categories that would be found in the Torah later, we don't find this vis-a-vis Noyach except for the Indian of Karbanais. Yesh Noimar, we can say, this means Mishum Shadavka in our Kabana Shayach Baif and Miyuchad Gam Koidim Kabala Satari Matantaira. That this underscores that there is a very specific connection between Karbanais and, and life before Matantaira, before Kabala Satara. That there's something, a distinct um association, a deep connection between Karbanais and what was going on before Matan Torah. Hey. And from amongst the explanations, we might say, again, always I was saying, Yesh Loimar. Ha-Karbanais, Karbanais, Gam Elu Shala'acha Matan even those Brought after Matantara. Although Karbanais are part of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah, Rebbe says, yes, they are amongst the mitzvahs, but at the same time, in their effect, in what they are able to accomplish. And therefore, this is telling us what their mehus, what their essence is. It transcends Torah mitzvahs. It's higher than Torah mitzvahs. Because they transcend Torah mitzvahs, therefore they are able to atone for, and they are able to complete a deficit that is uh, that is opened up by a lack of Torah mitzvahs. If they were not transcendent, if they did not transcend above Torah mitzvahs, if they did not have some type of superlative quality above Torah mitzvahs, they would not be able to affect a completion and atonement and fixing for a lack of Torah mitzvahs. To say this a little bit differently, when a Jew brings a korban to Hashem, he expresses through this action of bringing a korban his closeness to Hashem. That's the etymon of the word korban, karif, close. His connection with Hashem. Bringing a carbon is an expression of the essential connection between a Jew and Hashem that exists on this atzmistic level because this person is a Jew. And it has no connection to yes keeping, not keeping terimitzvahs. And just like the connection between a Jew and a Kaddish Baruch Hu is not formed through doing Torah mitzvahs, in the same way, the lack of Torah mitzvahs cannot chisel away at this connection. Because the essential connection between a Jew and Hashem transcends Torah mitzvahs. And like it says on the words, the Gemara says, even though they sin, they're my children. It doesn't change their status. And this is the reason that Karbanais can atone for for sins. When a Jew, God forbid, 
transgresses, trespasses the will of God, or causes some type of blemish in his union with Hashem, which is solidified through Terimitzus, he's able to remedy this, he's able to fix this through Karbanis. He is able to arouse and to reveal through bringing a korban this essential connection between a Jew and Hashem. And on that level, there is no possibility for some type of blemish or imperfection. And by arousing this level and revealing this level, this atone, and it rinses away the, the blemish, the deficiency of the sin. So based on what has now been explained, now we have an additional and deeper understanding about carbonis in general. Seemingly, there would be ways to ask, how is it possible? Right? Because we know that there's three things. There's Torah, Avoida, and Gemilas Chasadim. So, how is it possible that the modality of Avoida, Shekava Hakadosh Baruch Hu Lebnei Yisrael, that Hashem established for us, who al yidei Avodas Hakabanos, should dafke be through bringing Karbanos? That is the that is the kind of the exhibit A of how we serve Hashem. Al yidei Shchitas Behema Vakarvasa Al Gabe Mizbeach. Through slaughtering animals and bringing them on an altar, really? Like, that's the best we can do in terms of Avaida? Seemingly, something more spiritual, something more refined would have been more appropriate. Avaida should believe some, some kind of inner working in our heart, tefillah, prayer, or kalitza Seemingly, something more refined, something more spiritual, something more, something less physical, less visceral, less organic would have been a better display, would have revealed more clearly our connection. And especially because the idea of karbanis is not something distinctive to Jews. The other nations of the world also have the possibility to bring karbanis. And karbanis were brought up on their behalf, even in the Beis Hamikdash, as is known. So why would this be the quintessential form of Avoida? Valpia, now move on. But based, Rebbe says, on what we have just said, it's understood. And, and, and this is precisely what explains it. Precisely and specifically because our essential connection with Hashem is higher than a connection that can be formed through our avoda with Torah And the connection comes because Hashem chose to connect with us. And we've done sikhs together where we talked about this idea of Bechira, which only the Ebeshtah has Bechira, because only Hashem is on is not impacted by any other factor. 
So when I, when 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 it's bechira, it's 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 the emesa bechira that is not based on anything we can qualify or quantify or analyze or understand. Asher af sheach esav liyakov. Although Esav is a brother to Yaakov, Yaakov is a brother to Esav. They're roommates. Ava pekin for Oyevus Yaakov, and still in all, Hashem loves Yaakov. Mitzad bechirosay shalakadosh baruch hu. This is because of Hashem's untrammeled choice. In a mahay time a gufa bo in zel they bitu ba'avoydes hakabonis dafka, and for this reason, for this specific reason. Hashem's choice of B'nai Yisrael comes to full expression through the Avodah Kabbanis. Asher b'chitzayni yusa, eini keres baharuchni es divnei Yisrael. On the topical level, on, 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 the, on, the, on, on the external level, you don't recognize in Karbanis the, the spirituality of B'nai Yisrael. O b'frat ha'chiluk l'gabi Avodah Kabbanis d'um ha'sa'elam. And especially, you can't necessarily see the distinction between the karbanis of an Israel bring and the karbanis that the goyim bring. Mahavdil, Ella Sharaka avodis karbanis de bnei Yisrael myreres ahiskashrus atzmis shehi bifchirasu yisparach. And nevertheless, it's only the karbanis brought by bnei Yisrael that arouses this most essential connection, which is. A result of Hashem's choice. Val derech shebechiras kadosh baruch hu hidafka beguf di Yisrael, and just like Hashem's choice is dafka in the body of of the Jew, hanidbe dechumriyosoi legufos umasaylam, and our bodies look just like the bodies of the umasaylam. Zayin. And now we're in a position to understand why, of all things, the connection of Noyach and what life would be like after Matan was through Karbanis. Dafke through Karbanis. That the Torah tells us that he brought into the Teva Mikola Behema Hatahira. Those were the ones he would bring Karbanis from. The ones that would in the future be Tohar. If everybody can mute themselves, that would be great. Thank you. Hakravas Hakarbanis, the Noyach, Noyach bringing Karbanis. He brought the karbanais as a acknowledgement and a gratitude to Hashem for saving him from the mabel. The yiskar lekimis noyach, that Hashem remembered noyach. Yadua habir bazeh. It's well known the explanation of this pasuk. The yiskar lekimis noyach, that who echad mipsuke hazechreinis haneamorim b'musaf derash hashana. That this is one of the Pesukim in the section of Musav or Rosh Hashanah under Zichreinus. Hainu. She'inyan ve'yizka l'kimes noyach afhu b'chlal yale zichreinechem l'fanai l'tayva. That this idea that Hashem remembered noyach is in the category of let your memories rise before me and, and, and stimulate tayva for you for the coming year. Why is this in the category? Rebbe is saying this means that Noyach, remembering Noyach, speaks to the essential characteristic of the Nishamas of Yisrael. And for this reason, we say, you remember Noyach with love. And this refers to a deep and innermost and essential love that Hashem has to Neshama Yisrael. 
ונמצא. So this means we find דאף על פי שנויח היה קיית המתן תאירה שבו היו ונו וחרתם מכל הבלשיין, that although נויח lived before מתן תאירה, and it was only a מתן תאירה that Hashem chose us from all the other nations and all the other languages, speakers of other languages, ואף לא באיפן שהיה דבר אצל האבויס, and he wasn't even like it was in the time of the Avais, where with the Avais, you could say they are a direct connection to Am Yisrael, ergo they are called Avais, the fathers. So Naya comes before all of this, and Afal Pikain, and nevertheless, he already had a connection to the souls of Bnei Yisrael. And therefore, by Noyach, there was already Hashem remembering him with this very unparalleled and unique love that is a byproduct of the essential quality of the Neshama of a Jew. And through this is understood, and this explains also the carbon, the reason for the carbon is that Nayah brought after he was remembered. And as, as a thanks to Hashem for saving him, that in the other carbonas that he brought later, in all the carbonas that Nayah brought, there was a connection between his carbonas and the carbonis that would be brought by B'nai Yisrael after Matatayah. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. So if I if I understand correctly, the reason that Hashem loves us is not because of anything that we do, right? It's just a byproduct of the fact that we have a neshama, that Hashem chose us, and that's why Hashem loves us. But with Nayach, is it saying that Hashem loved Nayach, or that it has nothing to do with the fact that Nayach was a tzaddik, or the way Nayach acted, or anything like that, and he also had this etim neshama in the same way? I think that that's correct. And and maybe we could just also reference the fact that every time, says in Tanya, right? That the neshama comes from the deepest part of the Abishtar. And we're talking about Adam. So Adam wasn't Jewish per se, but he was the holder of all of the neshamas that would later come. And so I think it's the same thing we're saying with Nayak. Nayak wasn't Jewish per se, and we call all Gentiles B'nai Nayak, but he was the holder of the neshama of the Jews. And mitzad that, etzim ha-neshama, there was this ava. Me'achar sh'atoychen ha-pnimi de-karbona yisuk na'al legalo yisus ha-ava asm shal kodesh baruch hu shalamayla min ha-ava sh'alidei ha-tayra. So after we understand that the, the innermost content or idea of Karbanais is, as explained, to reveal the essential love that Hashem has for B'nai Yisrael, that transcends the love that can be generated through Taira. So this is especially expressed through the Karbanais that Noyach brought before Matan Before there was even a commandment to bring Karbanais. Masha in Kinla Acha Matantara in contradistinction when you're talking about after Matantara, her Karbanais him initial mitzvah. After Matantara, the Karbanais are a commandment. And therefore, it's not revealed in such a manifest way that the karbanais are different than all other mitzvahs, that they're higher than all that is, that is accomplished with Torah mitzvahs. Um, I'm looking at the chat now. So somehow that essence in the Shema only came down through shame. Yeah, correct. Ches. Al pikol hanal. So based, the Rebbe says, on everything that we've discussed so far, yub nugam divri ha-medrish matchilin l'tinoikas b'tariz kahanim. 
Now we'll understand, we're circling back to the Medrash that says that we start with the young children, with the tiny tots, by, by learning Teres Kaihanim, Vayikra specifically. The Medrash says we do that so that the pure ones will come and involve themselves with that which is pure, meaning the Karbanis. And the Rebbe says, the three kind of historic um, time spans that have been delineated above. Aleph, me'es matan from after matan Hashem, when Bnei Yisrael received and then began to fulfill Torah mitzvahs based on the commandment of Hashem. That's one time span that we're in now. That this was preceded by Mizman the time of our Avais, our patriarchs, who fulfilled all of Torah, even though it was not given yet. And this was preceded by a third time span, a third era, that preceded that Mizman Noyach. From the time of Noach, Asher Loi Haisa Rak Shaychus Litera Al Kalpanim Gedush Al Tumah B'Tarakanal, and Noach had only this connection to Torah, but he didn't keep Torah, but he had this connection to Torah, at the very least, through these categories of Tumah and Tara when it came to Karbanos. And the Rebbe says Yeshloimar, we might say. That just like we have identified three particular eras in world history, you could identify a parallel in each person's lifetime. Aleph, okay. So there's a category of after. Bat or, or 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 bar mitzvah. There's that is preceded by This is preceded by a time where the child comes to gil chinuch to the age of chinuch, and all the Torah mitzvahs that this child fulfills is a preparation for the time when he or she will be obligated. And this is preceded by a time before this child reaches the age of Chinuch. We are really, he's not Shayach to Terem but although this child is so young and would seem not to be Shayach, Yeled Yehudi Yeshle Gam Oz Shaykhaz but this child is Jewish. So he already has a shaykhaz to Torah, ipso facto. And even more, The Rebbe says, it's not just that he has a connection because he's a Jew. You have to understand that legally speaking, when a person inherits, they could inherit as an infant from their first day in, in this world. And the Torah was given a Russia to every Jew. And so he has a connection to the different categories as delineated in Torah. And because by a little child, before he comes to Chinuch, before he has an Indian of doing so therefore by him it's more manifest in a revealed way his essential quality as a Jew what's being showcased is the innermost and essential love that Hashem has to B'nai Yisrael this is so much more revealed because it's clear and it's obvious and it's underscored that this got nothing to do with doing Torah mitzvahs. 
because the child doesn't have a, 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 a sheikhist term mitzvah yet. And now we understand what is written in the Medrash. Let the pure ones come and let them involve themselves and let them delve into the, the, the that which is pure. Because the Indian of Karbanais is to arouse and to reveal the essential love that Hashem has to Bnei Yisrael, which is higher than the love that is generated through learning Torah. And because this love transcends love that can be generated through Torah mitzvahs, therefore it can remedy a problem that arises from the lack thereof. That means that there's something about karbanis that are pure. So now we're not looking at it as like, you know, kosher or non-kosher, pure and pure pure or impure in that say in that sense we're saying there's something essential about a carbon that is pure that is pushed we spoke about pshitos last week in the sicha that is divested of any categorization and stratification and and you, you can't say anything about it it transcends all because karbanais can reach a place where tuma tuma doesn't tuma is not a thing there because tuma doesn't reach that transcendent place. What does it mean that the pure one should come and involve themselves and busy themselves with that which is pure? This means that once you understand what a korban is, that you're talking about a transcendent level, let the demographic that most obviously underscores and showcases this atzmus, this truth about a Jew, that the love and the way in which we were distinctly chosen has nothing to do with what we do or don't do. And this you see most by a child. They've never tasted sin, meaning sin doesn't have any relationship with them. Because when you look at a child, you're looking at the unconditional, essential love that Hashem has for you. Tess. Alpikol Hanal, move on. You know, that's, I don't know if you had a chance to look at the clip or after class, you look at the clip that I sent to the chat. But when you look at the way the Rebbe used to give dollars to everybody, you you see this Ava Atzmis. You see that the Rebbe was relating to each person with this unconditional love. It's it's just a, an amazing thing to see. And if you saw that clip or you look at it, the, there's a girl that says, a little girl says, Rebbe Milubavich, I love you. And that gives her a dollar. This is for the love. It's just a, a it's from another world altogether. And the Abisha should help us that we should very, very soon be able to get dollars and brachas and amshachas and everything that we need straight from the Rebbe's hands. Begoloi. Al pikola nal muvan gamhatam shadafka inyan boyu tahayim visasku betahayim. So now we understand this idea that Dafka, the pure ones, should come and busy themselves and learn about the pure thing that transcends Torah mitzvahs. Hakriya b'tayis kahanim al yedetinoikos maftiach shiyeh oylam oymeit. So now the Rebbe is circling back to another question he asked because in the Tanhuma it says that if um, somebody's saying, I'm not seeing the clip. Where did you post it? 
I posted it in our WhatsApp group. Um, and I, I, I don't know if Rabbi Wertheimer is um, available after we finish the Sikh or not to play it for all of us, if he'll be able to. And if not, I can repost it in the um, WhatsApp group again. So now the Rebbe is circling back to the question of what's the difference between when an adult learns Teres Kaihanim and when a child does. Because the Tanchuma says about everybody that when you learn it, it's going to be as if you're being Makriva Korban to me. So the Rebbe wants to explain the difference. And also the expression that it's Dafka through children learning this, that this ensures that the world should stand. That the world should exist. So the Rebbe explains because because when adults involve themselves or busy themselves or invest themselves in parshas hakarbanos, it's not an action. But it's rather an involvement that is on the level of thought or speech. Like the Altrap explained, Altrap explains that the way that, because we have to involve ourselves with every mitzvah on all three levels, so on thought, this is when we when we reference the karbanis in our tefillah, that's on the thought level. And the deeper level is when we learn these psukim, or we learn the halachis in the Rambam, etc. The Iker Inyan Bez Halavush in Machshava Vadipur, Hulagalis, a Sechla Adam, Adam, Ayesa Hergish Vamidishalai. And the main thing, the, 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 the definitive characteristic of these two Lavushim of the soul, Machshava and Dibur, is to reveal the Sechol, the, the intellect of the person and the feelings of the person. I knew this means This means that what's most important is not the letters, but rather the cognition, the thought, or the feelings that are enclosed in these words, in these letters. So because what's being showcased in a revealed fashion through the adult learning or davening is the seichel or the regesh, the feelings. So what's being kind of revealed here and recognized here is not so much the essential nature of our relationship with Hashem, which is because Hashem chose us Davka. The Davka is on the other hand, specifically when the young children read and learn these Psukim, and even more specifically, that the first words that a little child of three years old starts with are these words of Teres Kahanim, As the children grow, yes, there is higher levels of cognition and they understand more and they they can express more and they can emote more but we're talking about tiny tots here they're not even formally and they don't have their cognition and their understanding and grasp is not so developed and like we see that this is the Minig that really this we do at the very, very beginning by the Arain Ferenish. Like, but afterwards you start with Bereshis, aspects of the Torah that seem to be more um, relatable and more accessible to these young children. And when they learn Parshas Vayikra, they are simply just reading it. They can't understand it. <laughs> they can't develop strong, passionate feelings about it. 
What's most important when they learn it is not the teichen, is not the content. It is just about the articulation of the words through their lips. Shalaktanim, of these tiny tots. And it is specifically this, which would seem to be so devoid of deep meaning, right? <laughs> the 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 Malamit says say this and they say this or they're able to read it themselves. But Davar Dafka, but it's specifically this that arouses and reveals the essential love of Hashem. Like the Rebbe mentioned, that the Ebesha chose us. Ebesha didn't choose our Neshamas, because our Neshamas are aspects of Hashem. So when it says that there's a Bechira of the Yid, it's, it's our Gufim. It's the articulation of the young children's lips. And therefore, Dafka, because it's devoid of understanding and feeling, that's why it's a pa'ula that is so complete and consummate. And it's Dafka, this pa'ula, that ensures that the world should stand. And I'm thinking that, you know, it's Dafka the Paula of the of those that are going to come to our Sidarim. We don't even know how long they're going to stay. <laughs> we hope they're going to stay long enough to eat matzah and, and drink some of the kaisas. In other words, but when they make the bracha matzah, when they eat matzah, that's that's the paula that ensures that the ilam should be made, that that the world should exist. Anyway, it's uh I think it's a meichdekasicha, you know, and and the rabbi starts us off soft, you know, just like what does it mean tahar, you know, and then you think it's about kosher and non-kosher, but then the rabbi takes us to this completely new elevation, and again and again, this idea of pshitos, of of something that is pure and divested of any any description and delineation and categorization and so on and so forth. It's just the pshitas of the neshama, the pshitas of a yid. Anyway, this is uh, this is a day, Chavzai and Adar, and this this uh, we have to we have to dive in and 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 do everything that we can that uh, we should we should uh, really see the Rebbe. Come back, come back to us fully. Amen. It's 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 been an incredible uh, time of of giluyim. That's the truth. But uh, it's a nenu lyricist malkenu. We want it. We want it all. Please, people, unmute themselves. Want to say something? Share something? I don't know if this is right or not. So I don't know if I should. But my thought is that relative to the Abishta, we're all little children. And no matter how much we think we're doing with our Seichel, with Amidas, in the end, our main Avaida is like little children. You're 100% right, but our problem is that we don't remember that. Of course, we're little children. But but that's the whole problem with Yeshus, that we, we we think we're not. We think we're adults, sophisticated, we understand, we feel, we that that's of course one million percent right. But maybe it's comforting when we feel like we don't understand or we don't feel the right things, that we still have that level to fall back on, to, to, to serve the Abish to like little children. One million percent. When we feel out of control and out of, you know, or maybe we're not doing enough or we, we whatever it is, that we're still at that level. Yeah, you know, 
I think you could say that learning Hasidus is about being able to serve the Abister not with childish seichel, but with childlike seichel amidus. The whole idea is to learn and to learn and to learn so we understand how much we could never understand and serve Hashem with that childlike purity and love and appreciation. So true. Please, ladies, sisters, unmute yourself. Shir, we have a few minutes for sure. Um, can I say something, Susan Jaffrey from Manchester? Nobody has to ask permission. <laughs> See, like I'm in class. Um, we've already lived, always lived in Manchester, and I remember saying many, many, many years ago, being in New York, I think it was some Shabbos, I can't remember, speaking to the ladies and saying, because we lived in Manchester, we didn't ever see the Rebbe only very occasionally. Very occasionally. I would go when my kids were little, maybe once every few years, you know. And we didn't even have videos and such. And we didn't feel so... <clears throat> it wasn't the same. So we knew the Rebbe was far away, but he was near, right? So in a way, because things are as they now are now, we're a little bit like used, to, not saying used to it, but I feel the rubber's still there. I feel it's still there because I don't go very often, even less now because of COVID and everything and being a bit older and not wanting to travel. But I feel the rubber is still so, so, so even more now. That's how I feel. But I just have to say that because I really, truly feel it. It's... It's like a constant thing. It's not an occasional experience. It's an ongoing 24-7. The rubber is here with me. And that's how I feel. So I hope everybody else feels the same. Because he is, for sure. So I'll just contribute as somebody who kind of came after Gimel Thomas to Lubavitch. And my entire experience is not being able to see the Rebbe with my physical eyes. And there's, there. I mean, I hope we have this for our kids too, but there's never a gap. Because the Rebbe's, I wouldn't be here without the Rebbe. It's every step of the way, feeling the complete presence of the Rebbe. I probably speak for other people who didn't get the chance to be in front of the Rebbe, but it might be reassuring even to people who got those experiences that it's so alive and well and real and part of every moment of our lives that we give that we have that connection. It's what brought us, brought many of us here, even after. Such so as the testament to what you're saying. Yes, I hear what you're saying, and I can tell you from my experience of connection with the Rebbe for so, so many years. I don't know how many years. Can't even remember. I went when I was 21 and I'm not 80 years old. So my first visit to the Rebbe was when I was 21 and we had Yechidus. We spoke together for 25 minutes and I still feel the Rebbe is with me now. Even more, even more. Because that was just a memory. It was a, a physical it, it was a spiritual experience, but it was now it's just it is beyond belief how I feel the rubber so close to us all. He really is there for us. And I had other, you know, was, had other bits, but not a lot, not a lot. And the rest of the time it was just, and then eventually we started hearing seekers and seeing the rubber and visios, but there was, you know, we lived for a long time without any of that. Maybe, I'm not sure, but maybe, maybe you could say that um, that the ones that came to Lubavitch in the last 30 years, no matter what families they were, they were um, born into, right? They didn't see the Rebbe, 
They are the Tahirim. They are the Tahirim. They are, they are our inspiration. They are the pure ones. It's not about the Giluyim. It's about Atzmos. And, um, and, and it takes your breath away every time you see it. It's, 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 it's really something. Yeah, we all have the Rebbe with us all the time, irrelevant to how long or who, what, what experiences we've had. And if you're there for him, he's there for you. Even if you're not there for him, he's there for you. Yes, yes, but we are we are there for him. That's why we're here today, learning. Yeah. We're always here for him. So I'm saying especially for us. Okay. And uh, you know, we always we always used to learn that the the asmistika connection to a rebbe is through learning his chasidus. Uh, but now we 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 are privileged to see in such a visceral way, in a constant way, how what this does for us to come together and learn these sikhs and connect ourselves to to, to the tear of the rebbe. It's just a, it's a whole different level of of connection. Really, this is a this is a atmistic connection. Wishing everybody a good week ahead, Hatzlacha Raba in, in everything that we have to accomplish, and looking forward to seeing you next Monday in Mitzvahim. Thank you for keeping our connection strong. Thank you very much. People like you that are keeping us connected. All of us are connected to each other. Amen.